Hi, and welcome to Bloom Notes in Bloom. I'm Jen Lafrette. I'm a writer, author, and the founder of Write Current. I write and publish soothing and supportive life enhancement guided reflection journals, digital art prints, and programs that help women 25 to 65 plus get out of their heads and into their hearts with words that matter. Your vision is yours alone. When I chose to release everything that wasn't a match to my values or goals, I allowed myself to align with what was in harmony with them. In the renewal of that moment, I remembered that my vision was indeed mine alone. Not only that, but I knew that it was now and always had been worthy. The gift of space within the pages of my journal allowed me to uncover that awareness and reclaim it. I now know that it was all within me. I only had to look. If you're looking to reconnect, reclaim and celebrate your sense of self one moment at a time, then you're in the right place. My goal with this podcast is to help you navigate this season of your life with soothing and supportive conversations to guide you as you root in your sense of self and bloom within. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome everyone to the Bloom Notes in Bloom podcast. I'm so excited to bring you Chantal Thenberg from Strides of Change. She is an equine assisted learning and psychotherapy facilitator, a mental health qualified mindset coach, and three-star eventer, equestrian rider, and recognized equestrian Australia level one riding coach. She works with clients with disabilities, trauma, or life challenges to grow resilience, psychosocial skills, emotional regulation, and relationship building skills. She facilitates the space for people to explore blockages in their life and helps them find solutions through their own innate wisdom using the horses as a medium. Thank you so much for joining me today, Chantal. Thanks for having me, Jen. So every month on the podcast, it's a journey. And this month we're journey, and it's a journey of vulnerability, really for the guests that come on and share their con- our conversations and for our listeners as well. And so this month of May, we are journeying through mindfulness and accessing mindfulness as a tool that can support us as we navigate change. And I am so excited to have Chantel here from strides of change because horses just have such a beautiful energy and can be such a healing modality for so many people that are navigating change and really learning to develop those skills of mindfulness. Cause it's a skill that we can develop. So I would like, let's just dive into mindfulness and horses. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Look, mindfulness is a really big part of what I do with, um, with the equine assisted learning Um, One of the most beautiful things about horses is that they exist being completely in the present moment. They're not thinking about what happened yesterday, what happened tomorrow. They're literally thinking about what's here right now. And so to spend time with them and to properly spend time with them, you know, being mindful, coming back into your own body and being really present, it can, you know, it has all these amazing benefits. It, um, It reconnects you with yourself. You know, um, and the fact that it's, um, it builds relationships as well. So when they're in the paddock with the horse, all of the things that are outside the paddock, when you're being present, it all fades away because, you know, we have this space where you're not thinking about yesterday. You're not thinking about tomorrow. You know, you are being really present with the horses. Um, 
Yeah, that's it. And, you know, we do one of the exercises when we first come into the paddock is to spend some time with the horses and think about what the horses are thinking about. You know, it's a beautiful modality for engaging all of your senses um, because, yeah, that's that's exactly the space that the horses live in. Great. I love what you said there. And so many times like navigating change, reconnecting to presence can be that very first step forward. You know, um, I know in the beginning of my healing journey, I felt very disconnected, very numb. And so reconnecting to presence, let me reconnect to feeling. And then when I allowed myself to reconnect to feeling, then I was able to express how I was feeling. If it's words that I'm writing or speaking in conversation. And I love that what you said about being in the paddock with the horses and allowing your five senses to activate because it's a tool that you can use when you are at home as well. If you're practicing in the paddock, activating the five senses, you know, what am I seeing? What am I hearing, smelling, touching, That's right. it's a, it, tra- it's a transferable skill. So that's what I love about Um, your work is that so much of it is in, in that incubator, that safe space of the paddock and it's building um, transferable skills that people Mm -hmm. can then take um, out into the world and apply in their life. And then it's just that small step that can change so much. It's just keep taking those small steps forward Mm -hmm. and a new skill you know, that that's learned and can be shared. Um, especially when you said about the relationships, because I, I know I often hear from, um, so many women that they want to connect, they want to have, um, deeper conversations with their partner. You know, they want to express their needs, their desires, their wants, and, and they're finding themselves stuck like there, it won't come through. And so with the horses, I love that you can have people come and practice relationship skills with the horse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And exactly what you mentioned there, it's so important. And I see it all the time is that we, you know, there are people that, you know, we do disconnect from our, ourselves as we go through life, because we have this society conditioning and then we have that little inner voice that says you should be a little bit more you should be a little bit more this a little bit more that and so by the time where you know we get we get told all these things that we should be you know and then we're in our 20s we should be a little bit more this we need to be more active you need to be more this by the time we get to 40 and 50 I mean you know I'd see it all the time there's people that um that come into the paddock and they've got so many layers of what what society might tell us is growing and developing and being more acceptable as a human. Whereas it's almost like these layers of an onion that instead of unpeeling them as you go, they've been adding them, you know? So part of the horsework is peeling off the layers, you know, just one at a time. And it's not about, it's not about, you know, in like a clinical setting, you know, giving like, hmm, it's not telling them how to be. It's such an organic model, you know, where being present and being really authentic and knowing that you're in a really safe space to be who you really are, Mm -hmm. those layers of the onion just come off really, really organically, really organically so that people can learn to be seen again. And, you know, being seen 
as I mentioned earlier, um, I've done a lot of trauma therapy in my past. And one thing that I personally noticed is that people, you know, want to be seen for their authentic self more than they want to be loved, you know, and to just have an opportunity in this busy world of high expectations and, you know, high achievers competing and competing to come to a space where you have no expectation. Yesterday doesn't matter. You don't have to try and be the person that you're supposed to be tomorrow. You can just exist in this space where the horse, he doesn't know what your agenda is. He doesn't know what your expectations were. He doesn't know, but he sees you for who you really are, which is the person that's right here right now. Yeah. And that that's actually all that really matters, you know, is how we show up in the moment, in the moment, not just who we're striving to be tomorrow. And as much as, look, I, I love goals and planning and that kind of thing, but there is so much of it where we have to stay present so we can let life synchronicities appear in our life. You know, that's, that's where the juice of life is too. I just love all of that. Honestly, <laughs> the part of my journey was, I, and I love the, the symbolism of the onion and, and, adding the layers, right? Toughening everything up and adding layers and piling it on. It makes me think of editing, right? Editing, you know, and I used to be guilty of this in the past. That was, you know, in 2016, when I started navigating change through separation and divorce that was happening in my life, you know, I made a commitment to myself to live a fully expressed life with nothing left unsaid, nothing left undone and nothing left unfelt. And part of that was no longer editing myself, no longer making myself small, you know, no longer not saying what I wanted to say. Um, and I actually told somebody recently that when I am like many people have loved me in my life, but I am not available for anything that doesn't have acceptance. So when you said that, you know, to be truthfully and deeply seen to me, I just feel yes, to be accepted for who I am, like, you know, and, and so many people that you work with, you know, they may be navigating a whole host of changes, but it's that we have that desire to be deeply seen for who we are and accepted and we have to accept ourselves first but when we do we cannot allow people to air quotes love us if they won't accept us for who we authentically are and the horse paddock is the perfect place for that acceptance you know mm -hmm. and it's and and like you said show up as you are you know, mm -hmm. that really could be the horses, you know, if the horse could talk, it would just say like, as you are, you know, mm -hmm. and when we're asking us, I think that someone wrote this, I remember seeing some writing somewhere and it's escaping my mind, but you know, when we ask, but will you accept me like this? And the horse would say, yes, I accept you as you are. And I'm mm -hmm. sure for every question that we had, you know, it would come up and say, yes, as you are, because it's unconditional acceptance. As you said, we don't need to hit another goal or, or another title to have that acceptance and to know that we are worthy of receiving it. Mm -hmm. 
And that horse can mirror that lack of it. It can mirror our lack of acceptance, but it can also mirror our progress towards the acceptance as well. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that you brought up the mirroring because that that is that's just such a massive part. So as much as uh, like horses are unconditionally accepting of us, but they'll also, you know, if you've got a lot of layers, for example, of anger, and I'm like, I'm, I'm really big on not making any emotions wrong. All emotions are welcome. Doesn't mean that you strike out or anything like that, but just sitting with your emotions, that's fine. Sometimes, you know, clients will come into the paddock that, I mean, they've had so much go on. They've had you know, bankruptcy and, you know, divorce. So issues with their kids going on. And, you know, when the window of tolerance is so small, because sometimes everything happens at the same time in life. So, you know, when they come in and, for example, they might feel, you know, a lot of anger and that they haven't come back to a centered place in themselves, the horses will also reflect that as well. So a lot of horses, they won't want to be around that and they'll just, they're never nasty they'll just they might just slightly avoid in the same way that the client is slightly avoiding being present to what they really feel you know because as we know anger is a mask sadness is a mask you know until you get centered and and go deeper to what's truly there um you know the horses are always encouraging us to to get to that place where we meet them where we're really present to what's here so while we're putting on these masks, they'll be a little bit less inclined to connect, you know. Um, yeah, I just think it's it's a really beautiful thing that they mirror. Um, it yeah. is. And, and really, you know, when you're saying this, that the anger is the mask and the sadness is the mask, like all I can think about is it's grief, right? The horse mm. is asking you to, to be present to your grief right? So that you can identify, have the mindfulness around what is this? So you can process and release it so that you can have that connection with the horse. And I think when I talk about grief, like everyone who navigates change, there is some element of grief. I think growing up, we often thought we're told grief means someone died. So, you know, mm. when we think about grief, we think about, you know, those big life traumas of death or a, a catastrophic loss, but we don't take into account that, you know, there's little, little pieces of grief throughout our lives, right? Little events, smaller events that have happened, but wherever there's change, there's grief mm -hmm. and the horse, you know, you can wear anger and you can wear sadness. The horse is like, okay, could you just get to the grief part here so that we can have our session and have our fun? Because the horse wants to enjoy you mm -hmm. and your time together. And I think that is so powerful for anyone navigating change, because in some instances, you're, you're reimagining your vision for your life. You're reimagining who you are as a person. You're releasing the editing. You're trying to renew self-acceptance. You're trying to remember that you're a fun person in some cases to be around. And the horse is, is waiting to enjoy you and wants to enjoy your company. And, and so that's powerful for so many people who are learning to reconnect and build relationships that yes, 
the horse wants to be in your presence, but the horse is also when it's like, as you said, slightly moving away and avoiding the horse is really demonstrating. I have boundaries of what I'm available for with this energy and the energy that you're projecting. I'm not available for, which is a wonderful, beautiful lesson for the, the human standing there to say, if the horse can have boundaries of what they are willing and not, and not willing to tolerate, then where in my life can I have boundaries too? You know, what is that? How can I apply this? So that's what I mean. The mirroring, as you said, it's so beautiful because mm-hmm. it doesn't become finger pointing, right? As you mm-hmm. said earlier, there's no, well, where in your life, Chantel, should this look such and such? No, the horse is that buffer and safe space who wants to enjoy your company, who wants to facilitate connection. And and I think that's part of why, as you said at the beginning, we want to be truthfully and deeply seen because we want that connection with other humans in our life. And in order to get that true connection, we need to learn the skills to allow ourselves to take the mask off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. And, you know, and it's so important to see that in the, in the paddock, it's a place that you go and it really shows you what you bring to a relationship or even a conversation, you know? So if you're going in there, you know, emotionally a bit messy or energetically a bit messy, the horse is responding to what you're bringing into the paddock, you know, and we might not visually be able to see our own emotions and our own energy that we bring into that situation. But by seeing how the horses respond, you can have a little bit more self-awareness about what you're bringing into conversations at work, at home, with your kids. Just because they're not a horse, it doesn't mean they don't pick up on the same feelings, the same vibes, the same energy. You know, when you're trying to hold it all together, even though you, you know, you probably, you know, you might feel extremely emotional, but in this world of resilience, we are taught to hold it together and just just get through and be stronger and stronger and stronger, adding the layers onto the onion, basically. And it's so, it's so highly regarded and rewarded, you know, to do that. But the horses teach us that no matter how many layers of the onion that we put up and no matter how composed we look, we're still carrying yesterday's bags if we haven't taken the time to put them down, release your hands, you know, put them down and leave them in yesterday or address them you know, just see what's really there. So, look, I I love that there's a lot of takeaway lessons with the horses. It's not just something that you do in the paddock, a skill that works for an hour every week when you come and do that. There are so many takeaways from it. And a really big one that certainly has been in my life is when I'm going into a conversation with someone or, you know, particularly in conflict resolution or anything like that, how how genuine and how how beautifully centered and organically like authentic can you make yourself or to, to can you you know get yourself to that place before you enter into those conversations and how does that change the outcome of that you know coming to that place versus you know barging in with all of yesterday's baggage and then trying to say the same words they'll come across so differently the outcomes are different 
so that's why I like I love I do sometimes still even for myself like I take things that are I can't you know I'll, I'll be struggling with a, a certain you know a way forward in life or something like that and I need to understand what I'm bringing to that situation that's creating a block mm-hmm. and they're so beautifully honest at showing me you know so there's so many takeaways with um, equine psychotherapy, equine assisted learning that I just love so much, which is why I'm so passionate about this work. Oh, it's just beautiful. I mean, and that's just it. You know, it's, I, I remember one of the, my, like I had my first experience horse experience in September. And I remember getting on the horse. I was scared to get on the horse, got on the horse and she was going very slowly for me. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause I was scared. And then mm-hmm. I remember over a few sessions, I said to my horse coach, Haley, oh my gosh, Nevada, she like sped up. We went a little bit faster. And she said, it's because you opened your hips, you relaxed your hips. Cause I was very tense and tight. So mm-hmm. they can even mirror once you get, it's not only visualizing the horse, but also the mindfulness of I I call horses. It's like body work. That's what I feel like. Mm. If you're on the horse riding, it does feel like body work because they just mirror back to you, like where you're tense in your body. And it, to me, my experience made me realize how much I'm in my head all day long and how disconnected Chantel I am from my body and feeling you know, and, and the horse coach, who has been riding a horse for, you know, 25 years and, and, and she's like 27. She's like, well, Jen, you know, you just feel it. (laughs) I don't feel a thing. Like, you know, it's, it's so disconnected. So it's like paying attention, you know, and, and also the different personalities of the horses as well. I got to ride a different horse named Jiminy and he had a completely different energy about him. He had a faster movement and he really felt like the type of horse that can teach you how to trust yourself to learn Mm -hmm. how to ride properly. And I remember telling Haley that I felt like Nevada was the, I called her the acceptance horse because she was getting me as you beautifully described to put my bags down, just accept where you are, put the bags down, you know? And I remember crying in my car after almost every session because emotions come up. And I remember thinking like, I wish that I knew this was available like years ago. Like I wish I had allowed myself to, you know, try this. It wasn't equine assisted learning. It was just like learn to ride a horse. But I thought, I wish I had allowed myself to have that experience years ago, you know, because Mm -hmm. I think it was just like the eight sessions I had, because some people would say, well, really, what can you learn in, in two hours with a horse over eight sessions, but you know, you can learn so much and, mm-hmm. and your sessions are an hour. I mean, my gosh, eight hours with the horse, the knowledge mm-hmm. that you would leave with is it's mind blowing, you mm-hmm. know, and, and it was just that reminder to, you know, where are you not accepting yourself in your life? That's what I really mm-hmm. felt Nevada's lessons were over that eight weeks. And then at, at the end of it, they, you know, they take us 
take me out into, we had to trot down the road and then we went into a field and it was just a reminder to allow other people to take you past the limits that you put on yourself Mm -hmm. and to trust that. And, and again, like that I've taken that lesson from that and applied it to so many other areas, you know, where can I ask for help? you know, where can I allow myself to receive help? Where can I allow myself to be guided in my life, you know, and supported, you know, and, and, and that's huge learning to ask and receive help. And I feel like the horses as well. And it's such a, I don't know. It just, I remember my friends saying like, so what's, what's with the horses, Jen? Like, you're all about the horses, you know, like, are you okay? Like, what is this? Right. I'm like, guys, you're not going to believe this after this week, this is what came through and the ideas and, and people just couldn't get over it. Right. But I think you have to, it's very, you have to experience it. And and once you experience it, then you're like, Oh, I get it now, you know, because Mm -hmm. it's that tool and it's the non-judgment and, oh, and the other lessons of Nevada, she was a 20 year old horse and she just made me smile Chantel, because she just made me think of a middle-aged woman who knew what she wanted, went for it. Like that horse would take drinks whenever she wanted, right? Like she just mm-hmm. went for it, <laughs> asked no permission. You know, she just did what she wanted. And I thought I need to do that in my own life. You know, what if I just did what I wanted? And I'll tell you, after my sessions with her, that's when I wrote out the podcast and launched it. And I did audio programs too. And it was all after the horse I wrote, I even wrote and um, published a separate journal that's more affirmational and vision focused, right? during the sessions with the horse. So I can say the horse for me, eight sessions, you know, just exploded. I think what I thought was possible for me when I decided to be the Nevada, you know, and, and go after what I wanted and not ask anybody's permission Mm -hmm. and be myself and accept myself, you know, for who I was and, and, and yeah. And so it was just so powerful to have that experience, you know, all because I said, yes. And I drove through to the sessions each week. And the first few, I I had that negative self-talk, like this is self-indulgent. You're 41, you know, like, is this really for you? All the things, but I just kept driving there and I didn't make Mm -hmm. that mean anything. And then, you know, by the third session, I said to my friend, Oh, I can't have coffee right now. Cause I have a horse self date. And she's like, <laughs> she's like, if you come, she's like, this started with my mom and my mom ended up working at the barn and having her own horse. So she's like, if you tell me you're going to be working at the barn with your own horse now, but I mean, you know how that goes, right? I'm sure a lot of mm-hmm. your clients might be saying to themselves, is this self-indulgent? Do I deserve mm-hmm. this? Am I worthy of this time? Yeah. 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 You look, I, I have a lot of people come to me after they have tried so many modalities to get through things that, you know, and they, they end up just thinking that there's something wrong with them. And there's, yeah. there's just not, you know, a part of human nature, I've got to mention, because I really wrestled with it myself for a lot of years, is um, validation. 
it's really natural to get some validation from our peers. That's part of living in a tribe. That's who we are. We are, we are tribe creatures. Horses are herd animals. I absolutely believe in giving yourself validation, but there is a power in just being seen, you know, and people come to me with things that, you know, sometimes they don't fully tell me about the trauma and that kind of thing. And it's not, you know, um, I don't do psychology sessions with people, obviously, because I'm not a, a, a bachelor qualified psychologist or anything. Like I'm quite, um, my job is to facilitate a space where they feel safe to explore these things within themselves. Um, and then they'll take these things to the horses. But just being able to, to come to the horses, be there with whatever they come with, the horses, you know, and again, what you said that about you've really got to experience it to totally grasp how it impacts you. But, um, you know, there's a part of it that just reaches a part of them that is such a, um, it's such a deep level of connection. Sometimes it's something that they've never experienced from humans before. And I think that once you experience that unconditional love and acceptance, and that really pure peace of being in the moment. And still, you know, you've been through your story, you've walked your journey in life, you know, the traumas did happen, you know, you can actually come to this point, be super present, super seen, and be okay with it, you know? And then this creates this beautiful platform for you to then create something new instead of recreating these stories from the past because you haven't validated them and you haven't accepted them for what they are instead of um, trying to make them something that they're not, you know. Um, and we do try to do that, I notice, in society, that toxic positivity movement where everything's fine, you just need to think more positively. And as much as I am absolutely an optimist, you first need to accept things for how they are instead of how you want them to be, you know. And I think that that reduces your uh, sometimes that pain of healing from something quite traumatic is to be in a safe space where anything's allowed you don't get punished for feeling anything that comes up you know and that's really important in the paddock whatever you feel that's fine I actually have a place in uh in the paddocks that I work in where I say if if the client's ever overwhelmed they can go and sit under this thinking tree I'm, I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave them alone for that time. If they need ten minutes to process or ten minutes to just be with their thoughts, be with themselves, that is absolutely welcome. You know, it, it's all welcome. This is what we're supposed to do as humans: is to create spaces for each other to to witness our lived experiences and actually embrace and celebrate them. You know, once you're you're seen and you get to that place where you're okay with it it doesn't mean that you like it it means that you're okay with it you know this is where life begins and life opens up so I love that horses create that bridge you know away from society conditioning I love that too it's yeah it's the most powerful experience I think I've can recall is that time with the horse you know and and with um, and with Haley too, um, the horse coach. And because it is, it was that facilitation, you know, there wasn't a, um, a directed 
script of, okay, we're going to do this. And then we're going to do that. It wasn't, there was no pressure, right? Mm -hmm. It was come as you are. And then the, the experience will be guided based on what comes up. Right. And, and what the horse is mirroring and, you know, it, like you said, society conditions us to fit very much in a box, you know, and you have timelines on, you know, your grief and your healing and this, that, and the other thing, but we don't. And, and so there is no time when mm-hmm. you're in the paddock time, time goes away. Really? You don't, it, it, it really does. It just, it just is not a thing. You know, the horse wants to eat. That's the timing for the horses, but it's those instinctual drives. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just, yeah, the time, time doesn't exist in the paddock, mm-hmm. you know, and I think giving ourselves the opportunity to explore safe spaces where time and the pressure and constraint of time is gone is really like that first inkling of, okay, I'm ready to heal now. I'm ready Mm -hmm. to, you know, accept my past and, you know, not let it come into the present and the future. Mm -hmm. And, and I love that you said that, like, you know, it's, you can't rewrite the past at all. What happened happened. You can take a higher level perspective, you know, depending on, time, healing, et cetera. But you know, what if you allowed yourself to process what happened in, in the lens of acceptance and then create new, create fresh from what you want moving forward, taking those lessons mm-hmm. and, and allowing the horse to guide you. So I really feel like the horse for me and perhaps for your clients too it wasn't so much about that past part and rewriting anything in the past, you know, talking to you now, I'm like, Oh yeah, this is exactly what happened. It was about what would you create for yourself now? You know, we're going to get like Nevada, the Mm -hmm. horse, we're going to get you to accept Jen, what happened in the past. Right. And now what will you create? And so I did, Mm -hmm. you know, I did create things and I'm sure your clients, Chantal can look in their around in their life and see changes in relationship, changes in health, their work, Mm -hmm. you know, the whole gamut of life Mm -hmm. and they'll be more present to enjoying it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's absolutely true. I think horses just create that bridge that we're not shown that often in our life with other people to absolutely accept and love what's here no matter how you know ugly we're taught to think that that is it's not ugly to them it's just real it's just what it is you know I um the other thing I I think is really important too is to you know I'm not sure if you witnessed this in your own experiences as well but how horses respond so differently to you know there's certain cases where they'll actually take it on themselves to come and spend focus time and heal and this is a bit of a look it still feels it still just gives me goosebumps when I see it happen but there is certain cases where I've had someone go through fairly extreme trauma they've completely shut off they can't they're often very Mm non-verbal and I'll have a horse that is generally not the loud horse of the paddock as far as personalities go you know there's always the ones that want to be 
really close to you and they're like big puppy dogs. And then there's often the aloof ones that they just like their space, you know? Mm. Um, and I'll use the example of a, a beautiful lady that came to me um, about eight years ago who um, her husband had just left her for a man. And so she had so many mixed emotions that she wanted him to be true to himself, but also was going through so much grief of losing that future. Mm. And she, she got there and just, just could not speak, couldn't speak. And I said, that's it's okay. You don't have to say a word. Mm. And we just came down and stood with the herd and I just let her have her time. One of my horses at that time, who is an incredibly special, special horse, who he wasn't handled until he was six. And he was quite a big horse, but I got him when he was quite wild. Mm-hmm. Now, I, you know, I think there's a real beauty in, in letting horses be horses. Let, let them live in a herd. You get a lot of their really authentic, you know, ability to read, read people, you know. Anyway, he's, he's usually over in the corner. He's the boss of the paddock, but he just oversees everything. You know, he's like the lion protecting the pride. He's, but, you know, most people that came to the paddock would be like, who's that? He just has this thing about him. Presence. He, yeah, absolutely. Look, my, my two most excitable and personable horses left straight away when she came into the paddock. That one horse, Galaxy, came straight over to her, put his head on her chest and just stood there for about 20 minutes. And she just had tears, didn't say a word. And I just let them be. They were, you know, she's still in a safe space, emotionally, Mm -hmm. physically, mentally. Galaxy was, again, this is where, this is not something that he normally does at all but I knew that there was something really special going on. About 20 minutes later, he, he just put his head up and kind of sniffed her face and kind of went, okay, we're good. And when she turned around, her entire body was so different. Her vibe was different and she was just, you know, and she said, he gets it, you know, he just gets it. And these are the things that, it's really hard to explain these kind of things until you've seen it, but it truly, they, they truly do reach in and do healing at times, you know, when someone's going through such deep complex processing, they can't make sense of it themselves, but to just be able to help them back to that place of being and some kind of acceptance of what's happened. It's just the most magical thing to witness. I was saying like, you know, he gave her almost like an energetic clearing in that. Yeah. And horses have that heart energy that somebody's told me that the horse, the heartbeat or the, of the horse, it goes around their body and out. So Mm -hmm, it's like being in that, I think it's four feet is coming to mind, but it's quite far. Six feet. Yeah, that's right. Six feet. Six feet. Oh my gosh. So yeah, six feet to be surround, to be enveloped, right. Mm -hmm. In heart energy, just standing in their presence, but then to have that connection on her chest and her heart to help her, you know, again, it's that connection and that comfort and that love, right. To feel that acceptance 
and love and be seen that it's okay, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and, and he said 20 minutes and then to just know it's like Mm -hmm. hugging someone Chantel and not letting go first. Yep. You know, that is such, so beautiful. Yeah. I have so enjoyed our conversation. How can people connect with you online? Yeah, so um, at the moment, my website's uh, under construction temporarily, but I've got my Instagram uh, at Strides of Change. Um, and a lot of my, my details and everything are on that. Um, I would love to hear from people if they've had their experiences. I absolutely love connecting with people who are passionate about this work um, and people who just want some more information on it. I'm really, really open to, to having a chat about it. So please check out my, my Insta or my Facebook is the same strides of change. Perfect. And I'll have both of those in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I've absolutely loved our chats. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Bloom Notes and Bloom. Your presence and words matter. Stories connect us and are a comforting presence in every season of life. They are deeply meaningful, extraordinary, and sacred to the hearts and minds of those you choose to share them with. I'm so glad that Sharing Mine has created connections and friendships with women around the world. Your moments of joy, laughter, strength, resilience, care, and compassion are what make you interesting. Never shy away from sharing them within the privacy of your journal pages and openly with those you trust and those who are worthy of receiving them. It takes courage to live from your values It takes courage to not settle for anything less than meaningful. It's powerful and tenacious to choose to be and live free and playful, to work from your vision and not to it. You are worthy of your desires. I'm so glad you're here. Make sure you subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And while you're at it, go ahead and share this episode with a friend. To share your takeaways, tag me on Instagram at bloomnotesinbloom. Want to help more women reconnect, reclaim, root, and celebrate in their sense of self with Bloom Notes and Bloom? Leave a review on your favorite listening platform. Make it a great week.